Hello, everyone, and welcome to VR Verdict, episode 66, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ. I'm Wookie. And we'd like to share VR with you. This episode, we're joined by Andre, the CEO of AAA Code. They've been working and are currently working and will continue to be working on Hollow Switch for VR, a nice system that lets you do all kinds of great things like check the time, see your phone screen in VR in real time, so you don't miss any messages, or if you want to miss messages, you can do that and just <laughs> check on other things. Uh, he talks all about it, gives us the full rundown. Uh, links are in the show notes for everything, including his Discord. Definitely check it out. If you spend any amount of time in VR, this, this program, this app, sounds super helpful, and I can't wait to try it out. So, Wookie, this is Andre. Andre, this is Wookie. Hello. Hi, Wookie. <laughs> Andre, yes. you are the CEO of Hollow Switch. Is that correct? Uh, the company is actually called Triple uh, A Code, um, okay. and uh, Hollow Switch is uh, is our first product. Yes. Okay. My bad. I should have noticed that. <laughs> ah, no worries. For for a long time, uh, we we said like we are we are just we are just Hollow Switch, but um, now we we are basically expanding our product palette. Uh, so now it's going more into into AAA for the official communication. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll have to get into that because since we first started talking until now, it seems like there's a lot more future features that you're offering. So, you want to just give us a quick, a really brief like elevator pitch of Hollow Switch? Uh, we'll get into it a little deeper, a little bit later, but just for the listeners so they know what we're talking about. Yeah, so Hollow Switch is basically a tool for VR that um, eliminates the fear of missing out. So one of the problems that we have in VR is that you're basically completely detached from the real world, and so you don't know what is going on around you. You might miss phone calls or might miss someone walking into the room, and Hollow Switch is the solution to this uh, problem, and we do this by uh, using the smartphone. So all of which comes in two parts. There's one mobile app and then there's one desktop app for, um, for VR. Um, and you connect the two together and then whatever comes uh, from, your, from your phone, uh, like, like calls or notifications or whatever it is, you basically get them displayed in uh, virtual reality. So you know what's going on. And you also have another feature that's called the peephole, which basically allows you to turn your a smartphone camera into a surveillance camera uh, so you place your smartphone and then you're always aware of uh, what is happening around you uh, and might protect you from from some delicate situations i mean i can also give you a little bit of the history about auto switch because it's actually um a sister companies uh, of, of ours they, uh, they are in adult entertainment and actually, the whole the whole idea to um, enjoy VR adult attainment um, like in a good in a good way without getting disturbed um, basically gives rise to the initial idea of Hollow Switch. Nice. Yeah, that's but it's, it's it's basically this 
the fear of, of missing out things that are happening around you and uh, the smartphone as a tool uh, to to eliminate this fear. So we are beating technology with technology. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so how did how did this come about? Like, were you working on other things in VR? Or were you just a fan of VR and you're like, hey, this is a need type of thing? Like, what happened there? Uh, no, actually, I can give you like a, like a short wrap up from, from my history. So I originally come from the games industry. I entered the games industry in 2011 and worked on uh, AAA games and later mobile games. And eventually um, we had one contract where we developed um, VR game. I, I don't. I think it's not, not so known, but V-Rock was a call where you are basically a, a small frog sitting in a pond and jumping around. <laughs> Uh, trying to catch uh, to catch uh, insects, and this was basically my uh, my first contact with VR. Unfortunately, this game company they didn't want to continue with VR, but I wanted to continue. So in Berlin, we had back then um, a startup that wanted to make something like uh, like Instagram for VR, where you would use your phone to uh, create panorama spheres around you and share them with, uh, within a community. Uh, stayed there two years. Unfortunately, the startup didn't uh, didn't continue. But I still wanted to go on with uh, with virtual reality. So I created my own servicing company in VR. Um, this was back in 2017. And um, I mean, you probably know this, guys. But the VR market is going up and down. Um, so after two years, I eventually stopped uh, going from having like a full company more into a freelancing mode. Uh, and I basically met, met those guys uh, that had the adult VR entertainment, and we pretty much quickly decided that it would be a good idea to uh, develop this, this product, Auto Switch, because it's one of the, the core problems that we have in VR. So that's, <laughs> that's my quick story. Nice. No, that's fine. Um, so when you just stick around your history a little bit, um, you came from the you said you were triple A games and stuff like that. Like any games we would recognize if you named them, or just uh, no, unfortunately not because uh, this this company um, they 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 spent they spent I think three or four years in um, working on a it was a twin stick shooter um, when when I joined them and uh, quickly after I joined them and uh, like working a couple of months on this and seeing like the code base and the quality. Um, we decided that it's, uh, it doesn't make sense to continue this. Also, back then, we didn't have a publisher. Um, I mean, this, this about the AAA games market is something that you don't hear so much in the public, but there are actually a lot of titles that never see the light of day. And um, yeah. unfortunately, this company that I joined, they produced many, many titles that never saw the light of day. Hmm. So, so when you're in that situation, like how, how what's your mindset? Like, how do you keep yourself going forward? You just that passionate about gaming or now, so my, my personal recipe for for getting forward in the situation is like imagine even the, the few or imagine the players in the future like how much fun they will have so it's uh of course you need to have a passion for for game development but in the eyes uh, in the end to see like eyes of kids that light up that enjoy to play your game to see that it works um this this is definitely something that uh, that can keep you going Honestly, today I would never 
spend again like three years working on on the same thing because you, you really need to have um, not a lot of resilience, I would say. Yeah. Um, and this this takes quite an amount of power to to get up after three four years and get yourself motivated to uh, to finish the game. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, game development is, uh, is is like building rockets. <laughs> I'm very, always impressed because the, I don't know yeah. if I would be able to do that. <laughs> so I'm always impressed by developers who are so. Yeah, me too. It's like when I look at the really big AAA titles that are, well, let's say, take Destiny for example, that way they spent five hundred millions on this and. Uh, have like many many people that that are working on this it's impressive it's an impressive uh, amount of, of organization skills like having the right people uh, that, that come together to in order to build something like this um besides this one one reason why i would never go back into at least triple a uh, game development is uh, that still the industry is not not very fa family friendly and um, like then my my second daughter was born and it's it's tough because it's quite normal that you have 12 hour shifts in the games industry and uh, it's very hard to combine this uh, with your with your private life and find a good work life balance yeah that's one thing i haven't heard in vr development uh, no, not like necessarily not, 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 not in vr development i'm talking about really triple a games right. the classic for, for consoles and uh, pc yep. titles I just, I find it interesting that I have never heard the the phrase crunch time for a VR game or development studio. I just find that very interesting. Like it's kind of a totally different world from flat screen AAA stuff. Yes, it's definitely a different world because it's more it's more specialized. Uh, you don't. It's just, it's very very challenging to find good developers uh, in there. But when you have them together, it's usually. It's, it's it's smaller. The team sizes are smaller. The companies are smaller. It has more this this family um, atmosphere, and people are also more um, accepting to see that everyone needs to have a work life balance and uh, yeah. to bring this in. Yes, you have you have more flexibility. This triple uh, A games market because it's highly competitive. Is you have the big money. The big money makes a lot of pressure, and yeah. in the end, um, you see this pressure uh, with with people doing crunch time. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it's not there because it does. I, you you know obviously you wish it wasn't a thing, but it it is, and it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth when you think of gaming. So I'm glad VR isn't part of that yet. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. It's also I'm very very glad that that uh, in general uh, mobile gaming uh, got got so much since then because also the mobile game market uh, for developers it's also very very different yeah. as you have. Uh, you have more women in mobile game development, um, and usually, at least for the developers at uh, studios that I know here in Berlin, um, they have very strict policies on crunch time. So usually, there is no crunch time, and still they uh, manage to make money and sell their products. So, um, there's definitely an alternative. It's just it's just in a triple A games market to where I see um, it this crazy. Yeah. Nice. So when we're talking about house, which was this originally like your idea and if so like were you playing a game and you're just like hey this would be neat and if so like what game were you playing when the idea popped in your head 
as, as I said, it's it's not my original idea. There was uh, there was like uh, for our sister company the the idea before it was okay. very rough just in the very beginning that they said like I would be somehow cool if we could have our phone in virtual reality. Um, then then we started to look into this problem. What what is actually the the real problem here that that people have and it's uh, this this disconnectedness and it's not just does not only apply for uh, VR adult entertainment um, because we we all get lost we all miss like when we spend uh, a couple of hours in VR we all miss phone calls and something that might be uh, might be relevant to us so basically my my job from the beginning on was to um, from the idea to define really what is what is the problem um, and then develop the whole product so the the design like the the features that we have now we have like three core features uh, with notifications forwarding um then the people i spoke about that um and then we also said like okay it's uh, like what what we also would if we have the phone then um, it might make sense to use this as a bridge also for content that you create so this this goes both ways right now it's very hard to take content um like notes or what, whatever you have like with you into VR. Um, and it's also very hard to create VR content. So just basically show other people what you're doing or what you're experiencing in VR. Yeah. Um, this is why we reworked basically this whole snapshot function. Uh, you know, guys, there is in uh, Steam VR, there is like a snapshot function, but we wanted to make this um, better and give you the like direct feedback, like how the snapshots look like, and then they are automatically stored on your phone. And the same is uh, true with um, with video recording. Then we found all these solutions with OBS, but it's, I mean, it's not, not so complicated for the for the most people that we have right now in VR because they are usually very technical versatile. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like we, we really imagine the future with all switch and the future is mass market. And for mass market, we are thinking more about like an Apple approach where we say like, okay, if it's mass market then the products that we have, they should be super easy to use. And this is also something that we put a very big emphasis on uh, in all switch from the beginning on that it's super easy to use. And um, I mean, there are many steps in uh, combining your or connecting your phone with the PC when it comes to, uh, to Apple, it's even more complicated. But most of the time we spend on basically working on the problems and figuring out solutions to make it very, very easy for you, for you guys uh, to have something that you can use where you don't need to think about where there's not, not a big need to make a huge setup, something that just works reliable. Nice. Yeah, I, when we first got into VR, I, I have like a, a small camera system in the house, just basic, you know, for nighttime issues or, you know, whatever. But it was one of the first thoughts I had when I spent like the whole day in VR the first time I got it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you'd, you'd hear stuff and it's like, what's going on in the real world? So I, I quickly made a thing where I could pull up you know, in the background and just check my camera systems around the house just in case like someone's at the door or something like that. But it was very cumbersome. So it was really neat to see this kind of be more integrated and actually like just kind of, uh, and we'll get to it like on display, like while you're playing, instead of having to like pause the game, go in the background, check it out. Yes. Type of thing. Uh, so with yeah, that, like, like a typical typical use case that you mentioned this, uh, is is exactly someone is ringing the door and you miss it because you just you just don't hear it. Yeah. 
And uh, we were also working on, on a solution for this that you get aware that actually something is happening. That's awesome. Because, I mean, if it was like, say, my mom at the door, sure, I'll pause the game. But if it was like a neighbor or someone I didn't really want to talk to, I'd just keep playing and ignore it. But. <laughs> <laughs> So you you also have a have a camera with with your doorbell? Yes. <laughs> so the best thing would be if you could see like the doorbell camera stream directly in VR to see who's who's there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I it's funny because I used to do this way like fifteen years ago uh, when my gaming room was like in a basement and I had just a really you know, simple night vision camera type thing up in my main window looking at the door because I could never hear when someone was knocking. So it was just kind of like I had a picture in picture screen up and I could see the front door, you know, I play <laughs> games too much. So <laughs> like my parents would come to visit and I wouldn't know it. And this was kind of before cell phones were like what they are today. So <laughs> they'd always get mad at me and like, are you ignoring us? No, I just didn't hear you. Stop by. So uh, it's, it's all on purpose. It's all on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is really nice to have this functionality and just Oculus has added the messenger, like Facebook Messenger, to their UI and stuff, which has been nice if you use that. But you know, again, back when we first got into VR, and I'd I'd be in there all day, every day. My wife would text or like, hey, come help with the groceries. And I wouldn't know that was happening. And then she'd unload the whole car, get mad at me. And, you know, <laughs> so it saves a lot of fights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we, uh, we spoke with, with Facebook and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Oculus, they are they are going in this direction that uh, the, the messenger, the things that they offer, it's basically limited to their to their universe. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, unfortunately, they are also not opening on the developer side, like the means that we can have uh, overlays. So right now, uh, unfortunately, it's only possible on Steam VR. But uh, I guess in the future we will see um, that there's that there will be also a solution for uh, for the quest um, that we can also display overlays there. Right now, Facebook is having a closed garden um, and yeah. is not allowing everyone to enter there. And I imagine that's frustrating as hell for developers, but it's also frustrating as like a consumer because what if I choose, I want to have overlays, like I want to be able to see my phone or whatever while I'm playing whatever game I want. Like they're just yeah. deciding a lot of things because they want to, which isn't great, <laughs> but. Yes, exactly. I just, I mean, I mean, kind of can understand this that Facebook wants to, uh, have users in uh, in their garden, not going anywhere else, and then use all this uh, data. But what what we hear now from our users, like the most common request, is that we have support for the for the quest. And uh, I mean, we, we're not the only ones that that are doing this. I, I think I remember last year, your fit they came up with some very custom yep. solution <laughs> for, um, for putting their um, their overlays into the quest, and then. I mean, Facebook changes something and then they are locked out immediately. So all this investment, yeah. all the time that they spend on this, on integrating and finding a solution for this, uh, it gets, gets immediately killed. Yeah, it's your fit. It was a great example because they had the overlay and the, it was allowed at one point. And then I remember there was an update and then you had to like 
get to your fit by going to like Oculus TV and they had to pretty much do it as a website type of thing. And they're just like, yeah, yeah we spent all this money and time and then they change one little thing. It's just like you said, and we had to adapt and all that was wasted. And it's like, that's not yes. true. <laughs> I kind of no, not, not at all. <laughs> Especially if you're a small startup, then that this is uh, this this can break your neck very quickly. Yeah. Not that I would say I saw that one coming from that, but automating things for a living, I've had to connect to websites and stuff before, and or you know just integrate applications, and it's like you know if they you have always have to put a clause in here if you if somebody on the other side that we can't control changes something, it could break everything. Like that yeah. always seems risky. Like. Or they'll just add it as a feature in their own software. They're like, oh, exactly. <laughs> we did all the R and D for you, but here, have our have our product. That's always a risk. Yeah, it's a risk, eh? and I think I think uh, especially now in this time, it's a risk that that we don't really need to take because um, actually we have the, the next VR standard with OpenXR, um, and also for us developers, it would be very easy if uh, if everyone integrates the standard to have um, overlays across all platforms. So yeah. I'm talking from from mobile platforms. Um, I think even for the for the PlayStation VR, this uh, this would be possible. So as an industry, we have one standard, but unfortunately, the big players they're lagging behind in, the, in implementing this. Yeah. So and of course, like... Like small startups they cannot make the investment and. Uh, Make like like your fit uh, special versions for um, or special solutions for for every platform. For us, it's also it makes much more sense to have one standard, build something against this one standard, and then be able to offer it for everyone on end on every platform. And I think that's also something we will see in the future um, that that Oculus will provide the setting. Yeah. I think that there's something already makes early versions Steam. Both made uh, big, big advantages in the last year. Um, but honestly, the the best ones right now with with OpenXR support is, uh, is Microsoft with, with their Windows Mixed Reality. Unfortunately, not so many people are using those. Yeah, and that's I was just gonna get to the next thing, like competition, like Oculus, obviously doing a lot of stuff for VR, but they're doing it their way, calling the shots because they're almost a monopoly right now. But if we could just get one more competitor in that mobile market to go against the quest and you guys would all partner with them and like make a standard and force them to follow it type of thing is is what I would like to see. But fortunately, yeah. that hasn't happened yet. No, unfortunately not. But uh, usually in, in our or in the, the IT in general, it, it goes like this: that you have a monopoly and then we have standards and eventually this monopoly disappears. So uh, I just remember like like Windows 95. Let's go very, very much back when Microsoft had a monopoly with, with Windows and the Internet yeah. Explorer and eventually broke. And now we have um, lots of open source software, lots of open source tools, uh, people collaborating together. Um, I think this is, is something that in the long run, Facebook will not win. I'm, I'm pretty sure about this. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. But, or Lord, just let's let's take Nokia when when Android came, they were also blown away uh, by by an uh, alternative operating system. So this monopoly it might be good for them uh, right right now. Um, I think in the long run it will hurt them very badly if um, the VR industry as a whole doesn't define the standards and, and keep the standards. Getting back to Hollow Switch, um, 
we talk a lot and we tend to like just go on. So <laughs> I'll bring it back to your platform that we're here to talk about. Uh, Hollow Switch, if you just want to go over the core functions and kind of like what came first and what you're working on type of thing. The thing that um, that came first. So for first, we started with some experiments, um, and um, what is the most beneficial for for the users that we found out through several services is that they just have notifications in uh, in VR. So just to be able that to see like hey, my phone is doing something, there's something coming in, and I can be aware of this in VR. Um, this made a lot of sense for the most users and also obviously this is what we what we started with um we did a lot of research and how it's possible to have um basically the full phone in vr and uh, remotely control this nice. um, this is something we are still working on i cannot give you an eater on this but this is still uh, in in the works this is there, there are ways um the second thing that uh, that we did was the this was one year ago we did the snapshots exactly so to uh, basically take snapshots in, in vr save them directly on your phone um then we started working on the people so people is functionality where you can use your mobile phone camera as um, as a surveillance camera to see what's going on around you and then the last feature that we integrated beginning of this year was the video recording and um uh, I, have to, I haven't talked about this yet, but we found that um, during the development of, uh, of Photo Switch, uh, it's not like this. Um, in, in Steam, we have a dashboard, um, but the dashboard is accessed through a, a very little tiny button on your on your controller, and most people actually don't know that this dashboard exists, and <laughs> most of our functionality was in the dashboard, so there's a notification center where you can see um, all the notifications that you received and manage them. Um, we have a gallery there where you can see the content that you created. And actually, most people don't uh, don't know how to get to this, to this dashboard, especially if they're VR beginners, because it's um, located on this tiny button, and this varies from uh, manufacturer to manufacturer. Um, so we decided to come up with uh, something something new, like from an interaction scheme from a UX perspective, uh, which is the Holocom. So the Holocom is basically, um, it's like a virtual watch in VR that you can uh, interact with with your controllers and through gaze, and it allows you, I mean, this is something very simple, uh, simple but People were actually glad when they could see their time and date in VR. Yes, it's not it's not obvious, but it's like one of the uh, obvious use cases. Like when you have it, then it's clear. Like yes, I'm in VR. Sometimes I forget the time, so it's pretty good <laughs> to just be able to see the time. Yeah, um, that is good. And on this on this holocom, we display like the last notification that you received, um, and then also you can. Which basically is really like a, like a smartwatch where you have apps on there, and uh, the apps that we have now is uh, the, the people that you can see what your surveillance camera is seeing directly on your wrist. Um, and the other is the video recording functionality that you don't need to go to some crazy menu. So now you just open the Holocom, go to the video recording, and start recording the video. Uh, we also have something where you can turn on and off your microphone. Um, so for for streamers or someone that wants to explain something. They can uh, annotate them basically their uh, their creation. 
That's yeah. That, that's that's roughly roughly the order of how how the switch was <laughs> developed. And and still, I think uh, two months ago we did a survey amongst our users. They are still saying like, hey, the the notification feature, like just being able to see notifications from my smartphone, is still the most important thing for me uh, because this eliminates most of my fear of missing out. Yeah, like that. Adding in like the microphone functionality, all that. That's incredibly useful and for those listening and maybe if there's someone listening that isn't had like played in vr uh right now when you're talking about everything's on your wrist if you're again for someone who may be listening that hasn't played vr you literally just turn your wrist and this pop-up comes up and has little menus and it's just and so when you're playing you don't see it but you can kind of stop what you're doing and just a normal action like looking at your watch in real life that whole screen pops up I think that's amazing. Like I was just watching videos the other day of of your stuff, like uh, sample videos of the things you're working on, and I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So my question with that, like, do you have to do that, like game specific, or like if there's a game that say doesn't really have in-game hands, like do you have to do anything different with those? Yes, we had. To, um... Many users that came to us and said, like, okay, this this Holocom thing, this is good and nice, but I actually don't have controllers. And first of all, we heard this, we were uh, a bit stumbled here, like, what's what is going on? Like, why why you only have a headset, uh, HMD, but no no controllers? Um, and since we are not uh, simulation fans and we are not uh, racing fans, we just don't have those kind of VR games. Uh, sure. It never occurred to us that there are many players out there that <laughs> buy the VR glasses and then play Microsoft Flight Simulator or play some, some racing game where they have their hands on some other controller. So then, of course, in this situation, the Holocom is, uh, is useless for them. So our, our solution to this, of course, you can still use the controller if you need to and go into the dashboard if you need more time but for notifications it's really easy we have a, like a pop-up so when you're when you're racing or flying or whatever you do in your simulation without controllers then you still have this pop-up in front of you and you see like that something happened so you're still aware if someone is calling you or writing you messages uh, without controllers as my next question like do you do you have options for like uh like a hud like can you just like out of the box let's say like how do the notifications work does do they pop up or is there like a window that's always on like how do you handle that yes there are two um two ways you receive the notification so first is uh this this pop-up that uh, obviously you don't need controllers for uh, for this this pops up directly off your face and then disappears um and the other um is as I said, it's on the holocom. So on your wrist, you see then the last notification. Yeah, oh. for for everything else, for example, if we if we have video recording that is that is going on, um, then uh, we also have like a little icon that, that shows you like how much time um, or how long the video recording is, and that you are actually recording uh, that you are not accidentally recording the things. Um, so yes, these these are like the things where we use on screen as parts. If you turn your wrist to look at your watch the what happens when the game itself has options for that like a lot of games you know you turn your wrist one way and they have in-game stuff does your hud overwrite like does the pop-up come on top of that 
Uh, it comes on top of this because it's rendered um, uh, on top of everything. We have the option that you can change the wrist, so you uh, the, the the hand. So it doesn't need to Is be on the left hand. It? Can also be on the right hand. So this nice. decreases the chance that you have a conflict with the actual game. Um, in the future, we're working on something that you can also move this display um, along your wrist. That you can maybe turn it, uh, put it at the uh, the lower bottom of your wrist. Uh, and giving just people a bit more options uh, how they yeah. uh, where they're going to place it uh, that we avoid having this conflict between game UI and our overlay. That's awesome and smart because yeah, you don't want to conflict with the game, but you also want to support left and right-handed people because that's one thing that does get overlooked a lot, and it's exactly it's the simple thing of looking at your watch if it's on the wrong arm is frustrating. <laughs> yeah. We've been playing. Uh, I, I, can, I can tell you, we we spent a, a great, great deal. I think like two to three months in perfecting this system, like how it works now. Um, did many tests uh, with with all kinds of games, because this thing really should only show up when you look at it, um, and not should show up when you uh, when you don't want it. So um, I think we played we played Half Life Alex here for hours, like. Battle testing this thing that is not in the way because there we have the situation you have um, an in-game UI on your on your hands where it's potentially conflicting um, and still I have to say that now it works pretty well it's uh, really only when you want the holocom to appear so when you're really looking at your wrist then it will come and um, it's not conflicting now with games that we have accidental pop pop-ups. Um, Pretty, pretty good. And it's also what our users are saying. They're, they're quite happy now with this. And um, yeah, <laughs> no complaints so far. But these are these are like the, the, the big challenges still in VR, like figuring out the UX, how you, how you can do things like this. And uh, of course, when it comes out to overlay applications, uh, this we, we are still pioneers there. Yeah. <laughs> We've just been playing a lot of uh, the new Demio game. And a lot of that is controlled by, you know, kind of flicking your wrist, like looking at a watch. And it does work with both hands. So my brain would just go to like, I would need to have like control to move that. Because if you can't pick yeah. your stuff, that would be awkward. Exactly. So there, there, we are working on a solution that you can tweak this really to put it into positions where it really doesn't bother uh, or it doesn't conflict the game UI. I like that. I the option stuff too, because like I like having HUDs and control and to see the status of certain things. So in VR, yeah. you don't have any of that, but hence your whole product. But I also would ask for maybe an option to just ignore phone. Like I know it's a lot for phone app, phone notifications, but I hate phone notifications. Like if I, I just <laughs> throw mine in the toilet, because I'll be, you know, off in my own world and it's like buzz and it's not anybody I care about. It's like another thing like, hey, if you have this product in your cart, Still, are you sure you don't want to buy it? And it's like uninstalled, whatever it was. Yes. <laughs> uninstalled, broke my piece. <laughs> like, I have a hard enough time trying to just even on good old Android trying to keep those notifications off my back. So I would be the guy using Hollow Switch to you know see the recording status and all that stuff. But then I'd be like, shut up, notifications. So I would have done it to myself. <laughs> So. I think I have to go a little bit more into detail with the notifications feature. So when when we start this, of course, like filtering is is the key. Um, so on the on the mobile app, you can you can really select like which apps are allowed to send you notifications and which aren't. So nice. uh, what what I do personally, uh, because I'm in the same situation, I receive 
tons of mails right. and LinkedIn notifications and things that, uh, that are just distracting. So usually I just have the phone and um, messages uh, in the filtering settings and all the rest gets blocked because uh, it's not relevant. I also want to enjoy VR and not get disturbed by things that are not relevant to me. Right. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing, VR does such a good job about pulling you into, you know, the world or whatever you're visiting, shooting people, flying a plane, whatever you're doing. And uh, if some store sends me an email and, you know, you get a Gmail <laughs> yeah. notification, I'm going to be like, uninstall Gmail. <laughs> you sure? Yep. <laughs> I hate you. Um that's exactly what's happening. You wanna you wanna be immersed, and you have this crazy immersion with VR. So there's there's not only the fear of missing out things from the real world, but there's actually the intention to to miss out things yeah. quite deliberately and going into VR and to experience something uh, something else. And then of course you don't want to be disturbed by um, <laughs> by things that just take you out of the experience, right? Yeah, you basically don't want to break your immersion for anything less than a code red. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So in 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 uh not unrelated but not really in the scope of stuff we're talking about. If if you guys hit it big and make billions of dollars with this app. Not saying that couldn't happen, not saying it will, just no promises, but like <laughs> if you could inject the same functionality of controlling, you know, what what can annoy you in VR, what can pop up and what can't, can you do that in real life? Like just screw something right into my wrist and I can just ignore <laughs> real life too. Like if I, I want to have a door. <laughs> just, so you, you want to have a, a filter in your wrist to ignore life. So <laughs> not, 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 the, not the fear of missing out, but uh, more like out. purposeful <laughs> missing out. <laughs> purposeful missing out. Yes. <laughs> Intentional. Yeah. Like, Make a filter like maybe it needs to go in my eyeballs. Maybe you know I know Elon Musk is working on some brain link thing, but when somebody trustworthy actually can do that stuff or AR, if I see random clocks out in the thing, I don't. If I don't want to know what time it is, because you know that causes stress. I just like blur it like TV show blur, like censor the clocks. Um, If you know if it's facial recognition and 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 I see some people I don't like, just blur their face out so I don't have to be annoyed because then I don't have to talk to them. Kind of like a Black Mirror thing. Yes, yes, that's also reminds me of the Black Mirror episode. Just block, block, block forever. Their whole body. Just don't no. want. To, I don't, you don't exist. <laughs> at, at that point, it would be great if you could say, "Okay, this is Jim at work. I don't want to see Jim's face ever." You can pick like an avatar face to put over it, and then it just puts his name smallly above him. So you you see a face you like so you you always act, react to him like you like him but he doesn't know that you don't want you can't even see his face <laughs> right cuz yeah, you could turn him into a beautiful beautiful woman yes. i don't know if i want to do that <laughs> like I, I would even go so far this is going on the you know we're getting like in an iron man jarvis territory but you patch in those those fake app things where people are having you know arnold schwarzenegger's face on other people it could just <laughs> Spend a day being surrounded by Arnold Schwarzenegger or anybody. Just everybody's face just gets that put on there. Maybe <laughs> does his voice. And uh, I'm just, I'm just going to go away. Like, I love, I love the, the HUD feel and having, you know, custom notifications because I don't want to lose track of stuff. But the, the definite, like, notification overload is when you guys kept saying, you know, you don't want to miss out on the phone mode notifications. I'm sitting over here like, 
actually getting a little anxiety of it. I'm like, oh no, that would be terrible. <laughs> Not that it's, I mean, it's an awesome feature because you need, we're so ingrained, but it's also like, I just, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, in our times where we're living, where especially through through digital media, through social media, through our smartphones, we, uh, there, there are so many things that are competing for our attention. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm actually not not sure that, that this problem can be solved with technology because I think actually the technology is the problem here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, what what I'm usually what I'm usually doing on weekends is that uh, I turn my phone off for two days uh, mm -hmm. because I just don't want to have any any technologies. I'm working the whole week with this, um, and I mean, if you if you really wanna wanna turn all the stuff off, then just take your phone away, yeah, go out, <laughs> enjoy the oh, sun. Yeah. It's so easy. There, there's a, already a, a very, a very good solution called real life yeah. <laughs> without all the digital stuff. And I think I cannot invent a, a better, a better solution with technology. Right. I just think you're on the right track to be able to, you know, also censor real life. I want that. Too. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I, I totally do the same thing. I turn my phone off. If if I look at my phone like twice in three seconds, I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I just shut the whole phone off. But I like, I got to yeah. say, you you might be a genius because um, you're talking about you're making a product that you have to test. Right. And the only way you can test it is by playing games like you're talking about playing Half-Life, <laughs> testing your product like that's just that's a freaking genius. Like, oh, hey, boss, like. I mean, I know you're the CEO, but like, I have to play Half-Life for eight hours. I'm testing this new feature. Like, oh, oh, that's too bad. Like, I'm sorry you have to work, air quotes. Like, <laughs> yeah, make your own crunch time. If the wife wants you to spend time with her and the kids or what have you. And you're like, it's it's crunch time. I got to pull a 16 hour. This Half-Life isn't going <laughs> to resolve itself. You know, with the note of the notifications, I mean, aren't going to be tested. You'd be like, have fun cooking. <laughs> <laughs> go over here and play it. I mean, you you definitely got a point there. <laughs> Especially with Half-Life Alex, there needed to be a lot of intense testing, right? Um, <laughs> but the, the the truth is that uh, in in our like daily routine, there are usually users coming to us with uh, not so not popular VR titles, and um, I don't know if if you guys do this, but if you are if you need to test the game and uh, that, that you really don't like, then it's actually work yeah. because you're not enjoying yep. it at all. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so of course we are glad if we have like like nice titles, nice content like Half Life VR to uh, Half Life Alex to, to test the stuff in VR. Uh, but most of the time we are seeing like early access titles on Steam and something doesn't work yeah. here, and then they. Uh, a holocaust somewhere else and um it's usually because those uh, this, this content is not really it's not a mature product yet yep, right uh, i i for like every guest well not every guest but that we have there's normally a beta to play or something and i i'd play as many as i can and even after like the guest has been on the podcast i'd still try to play it and offer feedback when i can but that is time consuming as hell yeah. yeah. So you're right. When you do get a game where like I I normally can find the fun in any game, even if it's an air quotes bad game. Um so I don't mind. But it's definitely way more difficult to talk myself like you gotta go spend a half hour in this game and it's normally not because I don't like it, but like you said, it's unfinished and it's like 
you know, you, you try to spend that half hour in there and it doesn't launch or it launches and there's no sound or like you get somewhere exactly. and then the it kind of crashes and it's like, I don't like this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me neither. <laughs> Yeah, from, from game development, I can tell you, like, if, if you play your own level that you designed, like, uh, for um, for the 100th time, uh, then it also it also gets boring. Um, and this yeah. is, uh, unfortunately, the reality of, of game development is that you test your stuff over and over and over again. And give it to users and watch and observe them, how they play it over and over and over again. Um, that's the boring reality. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. There's many games like that I love to like play before they come out and see where they where it's headed and what it's doing. But like I said, if it's if it's wasting my time, I, it just really is hard to put up with. But I I play a lot of different games at once. Like you've heard Wookie and I talk about on the podcast. If, <laughs> if anyone listens, Wookie likes to play one game and play that game for like a year or two. I like to play like. Just this morning, the hour I was awake before we came on this podcast, I've played three different games. <laughs> like, I just like to hop in, check something out, do a little something, and go play something else. And then, like on the weekends, I'll play something for a couple hours. But it is it is a lot to keep up with. Just being a podcast, having guests, like the amount of people, like hey, check this out, and I love it. It's awesome. But it's just like. If we, we do this weekly, you have a beta to play or a demo to play every week. And like I said, if there's issues, then it's really hard. And so you make videos for some games, too. So, I mean, it does take yeah. a lot of time. So testing those things, I can imagine, like, if I play a big game like, you know, Skyrim, I've talked about that before, playing it 30 times, never finishing it because I'm always tinkering with stuff. I could see myself sitting something like hollow switch and just perfecting it, never playing the actual game. I'm sitting there <laughs> making this cool thing work how I want it to work and be like, yes. And then I take the headset off and go, I have to go to bed to get up to go yeah. to work. <laughs> so I have fun. I should have looked this up. I'm a bad host, but how long has hollow switch been released as like a. As a full release, like out of uh, early access, I think the yeah. this must have been middle of January. Okay. So I think we started the early access. One year ago, yes, so we had like a very, very, just like 50 people or so that were giving us feedback. Um, but what we re really believe in is that you have those, those iterations uh, where you develop something, you give it out to users, you see their feedback. And um, we always wanted to be sure like the things that, that we are doing, um, that they are working, that people like it like this. Uh, so we invest quite some time in testing. Um, also ensuring the stability of the software because there's nothing more frustrating uh, than, than something crashing, not working. Um, <laughs> and a few of the challenges on the, the challenges that we had last year where this early access period took the longest. Most, or in, in, in the States, we have uh, almost 50% of uh, iPhone users. Wow. And um, iOS is much well, Apple is much more restrictive when it comes to uh, intercepting notifications. Um, on Android, we can do this on a software level. On iOS, it's only possible through Bluetooth. So basically, the last year, we've been inventing uh, a Windows component that allows us to um, pretend that we are like a smartwatch, that we can access those notifications. And this was, this was quite challenging, as I have to say. Apple is very complicated, very restrictive. I'm 
uh, I can't remember when you started first reached out to you know join us on the podcast, but I'm kicking myself so hard because I remember seeing uh, Hollow Switch like a year or so ago. Kind of you guys are talking about it because again, when I first got into VR, like I spent like eight plus hours every day type of thing, and one of the first things aside from like making cameras work on my system. It was always like, why do I have to like shut everything down to check the time? Because I don't know what time it is. Because time literally flies when you're VR. So I saw it like Hollow Switch. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I don't. If it was like too many games coming out to play or something, I totally like spaced it. And then you reached out and you're like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, oh my god, that looks familiar. That looks awesome. But I was really glad to see like the new stuff you've added, like the recording. Um. And I, you know, one of your latest videos, you show like you can record in VR and then watch it right then and there and kind of edit it a little bit. Um, uh, the editing is, is, is on our list, but uh, not, okay. not yet. But you can you can uh, you can record um, videos and uh, go into the dashboard and watch them immediately. That's, something that's awesome. My question with that, like in your video, you kind of like, you know, flick your wrist, hit, hit record, then you flick your wrist and stop when you're done. Do you have any plans to add, um, like, I don't know if you play Xbox much, but one thing I've wanted in VR for a long time is the ability to do what Xbox does, uh, where you can just say, hey, record that, or you can push a button and do it. And it records the last, like, you can choose 30 seconds, the, yeah. the amount, but normally I do 15 seconds. Do you have any yes, plans? Yes, we've, we've, we've been talking about this. It's like like a replay function where yeah. you can just say, like, a... hey, what I just experienced was so awesome that I would like to share this with the world. Yes. Um, yes. This, <laughs> that uh, we, we haven't like... started the development uh, of this, but we, we looked into this, and this uh, is also something that is definitely on this, but uh, no ETA no yet for this. Um, but yeah, we have it on our a... list, yes. That'd be I think there's an amazing feature because the thing is, yeah. uh, like, like just just conceptually, of course, you have a problem in VR with with our tool, um, because you would need to anticipate the future and say like, oh, probably something right. nice yeah. is happening now. Uh, I press the record button. Let's see if something really nice is happening now. Uh, the other thing would be the, the reversal of this and say like, oh no, wait, something just happened now that was super cool, and I want to share this with yes. the world. Yes. Yeah, there's many times it usually happens when there's bugs in games too, where you're not expecting something to happen, but the physics and something, you know, yeah, freak out real bad. And it's like, oh, that was hilarious. You weren't, you know, <laughs> per, you know let me try something stupid and turn on the recorder. That's one thing. But yeah, when you, you know, punch a cow and it goes 300 miles up in the air, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, glitches. Yeah, gl gl glitches you don't record intentionally. So. Yeah. And like when a brand new game comes out and it's like, the coolest game like i've been waiting for this game we'll stream it and streaming is great but you don't want to stream every second of every gameplay because you know why you're, you're kind of like you're always aware you're streaming so you're it kind of changes your focus a little bit um so then if you record a straight audio and you say you play a game for like two hours you have a two-hour recording like you don't remember where the hell what happened was <laughs> you have yes, to go no, searching for that moment so it's just really, that's the best thing I've found is just the clip management. And also I thought, I always thought it'd be useful for developers to, you could, you know, clip it, send it to them. Here's a bug. Here's what happened. Because even if like the game has a built-in bug reporting system, 
I'm sure they have a lot of sifting. Like, okay, what is what am I looking for? They sent this clip or whatever. So I just figured yes, all around it would be it was definitely more also much more helpful for developers. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with uh, I mean, for game developers, this this makes a lot of sense that people can report their glitches there and help them with this. Um, even for holders, which we sometimes receive bug reports where we cannot see anything from the from the logs or from the crash logs. And, um, hmm. When people send us a video, then because they managed to reproduce it somehow, then visually it's of course it's much more clear like what is going on what's happening and why things are happening so yes this could become a very very good tool um, for for game developers or for for gamers to uh, improve for example early access titles to eliminate bugs there and then show developers like where things are happening that are unusual recording glitches yeah i think someone's more inclined to share a quick 15 second clip with the developer than like okay i'm going to type out what happened because those get lengthy too <laughs> so yeah you get a lot trying to reproduce yeah. yeah trying to reproduce something like okay let me turn on the recorder and you don't get it right that turns you know a regular user or a early access user into a to a tester that yeah this will be too much definitely <laughs> yes this will be would be too much friction to to record all of this, and then the the, the thing is with with glitches um, or exceptional things that in games is like they are really exceptional. It's usually you cannot recreate them easily. Yeah. So those those ads cases that uh, are are very very hard to um, to investigate to understand why they're happening. Yes, for for this would be a very good tool. I get as soon as we end this call, I'm installing Hollow Switch. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like I said, I saw it just like, again, so many things going on. I can't believe I haven't been using this already. Um, and I, I know you said it at the beginning, but um, so what platforms are you planning on supporting and what platforms are we currently on with this? Uh, right now we are supporting everything that works with OpenVR. So okay. you can say like everything that you start Steam, uh, they usually have OpenVR integrated. This is the, um, it's the rendering that is uh, the rendering API that basically all the games use to bring things on the screen. Um, as long as this is supported, um, we can display overlays. So it's mostly right now desktop, uh, desktop VR. Um, in the future, if OpenXR um, establishes itself more as a standard, and we can see this across uh, different platforms, then we will also provide a solution for this. So you will see in the future Hollow Switch also for mobile platforms. Right now, we had the discussion with Facebook. Uh, right now, it's, it's not the, the, the technical limitations that prevent us from this, but company policies. Um, let's hope that in the future the market uh, gets more democratized and. We have a lot of players in there, right. um, and then things things will get more interesting. Yes, as so Hollow Switch, as you said, like Hollow Switch is definitely still uh, a product for the future. So I, I think in the next five to ten years, we will we'll see a big difference. Or we see, we'll see how the the R market develops, um, and then there will be a need or a bigger a bigger need for for products like this. Yeah. So as a developer, talking about. Uh, dealing with Facebook and Oculus when you're trying to like say hey I want to get this on your platform is there anything like what's the best route for someone listening or like me to to contact them and say I want this as a consumer 
like make it happen type of thing that we can help you out with that. Is there anything we can do or? I mean, I've, I've seen what, what your fit did that they, that they complained openly on, on, on Twitter. Um, I've seen the discussion like for, for overlay support in, uh, in Oculus in general, um, the, the threats they are in, in their forums, they go back to, to 2015. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think at my point, uh, Oculus really is amazing in, in ignoring user yeah. needs. This is, this is what I see. <laughs> so, because for, for us, this would never happen. Like this is people, they come to our discord channel, they can complain about the things or they report bugs and, uh, or user feedback for us always has the highest priority. So. If there are bugs, we uh, try to fix them as fast as possible. If there are feature requests, then um, we, we order them also. We prioritize them by what our users want, not necessarily what is just on our mind. But right. this, this is a company policy. So I'm, I'm not sure if, um, if Facebook is <laughs> affected by anything out there. <laughs> I'm so sure. <laughs> yeah, it's from, and, and it's such a shame, too, because like, Again, we mentioned Demio is a newer game, and it doesn't seem that graphically intensive. It's just a small board game. But when we're finish a you know a playthrough, and I want to check the time, I hit the you know the little Oculus Quest button. And the mm -hmm. Oculus Quest, when you have newer, bigger games and the older hardware like that, it takes forever to get back in there. And a lot of times, the games crash when I just do that, or something unexpected happens. If I could just pop the button or pop my wrist up and see the time, like you said, it's a yeah. simple thing, but it yeah, it doesn't always work that well. That would actually be very cool for me because then I wouldn't have to worry about the game crashing or yeah. who knows what happens. It's the same with recording because when I stream, uh, on even on PC, like you know, things happen. Like there's been many times I will play something, stream for like three hours, and you shut everything down and you look at your stream real quick and it's just black. It's like God damn it, yeah. <laughs> like. So just, yeah, you get with your guys' functionality, just checking, like you record something, you can kind of just see it right then and there and see that it works. It's pretty, pretty cool too. Yeah, this was also one of the, one of the reasons why, why we invested some time in the recorder because we used OBS before um, and we had many, many times where we would record some in-game footage um, and then some, something was missing. Either the screen was black or the sound was missing. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we really wanted to have this, this easy out of the box solution for, for all of which where you just install it, you record the video and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, might, might, it might be not yet the best, best solution for, for streamers because uh, the, the streamers, they came back to us and said like, Hey, we want to have uh, more options, higher frame rate, um, more resolution options, uh, things like this. Um, and since we are more focused on, on VR mainstream, so it's like the, the Normal users, they just just have something that works out of the box. This is highest priority for us. Um, right. This this might this is not not available yet, but sooner or later we will also provide like advanced options to sure. to serve like, streamers that they can have the content and the quality that they like. I just brought that up because there's like Wookie said, you hit the menu button, things crash. Like even on PC VR, when you have like. I have a pretty powerful PC, but if the game isn't optimized or something is amiss, like I've like hit that menu button with everything else running, like streaming and everything else that goes with that, and the computer just restarts. So it's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the worst, worst case. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially if you just want to check like the what's what's the time. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that not is like the most aggravating thing. Like I just ruined my night and I just wanted to see what time it was. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there's such a large barrier to entry for multiplayer games. Like, you know, over the last few years, PJ and I have just tried to try out some new games so we're plugging in we're playing steam vr through the oculus link or something like that and things just don't work audio is usually a big problem um, yeah and it's just like they need to set standards like you said standards are nice and people adhere to them so like you have one expectation and that's always met not like well if i use this then i have to plug this over here and turn on steam in this order and it's like oh lord yeah. like i'm just gonna go play something that works or just shut it all off and stare at the wall and drool yeah uh... yeah that's that's the thing we're also hearing from from, from, from all of our users i mean still the the setup and i'm not sure about uh, the oculus uh, quest there it seems to be more easy but for everything that we have on the on the pc last time we ordered um, this hp reverb and it took us like one hour to set it up to get it working properly uh, and this is just not um mainstream mainstream market compatible Yes, so yeah. this stuff needs to work out of the box. If I buy a smartphone, then I also don't need to have a two-hour setup <laughs> in order to use it. And uh, VR, in my point of view, is, is not there yet. And um, just just a simple fact that after, uh, when did it start? 2015, uh, 2014, so seven years, we still have VR headsets and they all have cables. I mean, this, this cable, it's really annoying that the cable is still there. Uh, yeah. I really expected this stuff like this that makes it more consumer friendly, that this would disappear um, much, much faster. Um, and the onboarding experience, unfortunately, for most VR hardware is it's still horrible. It, it takes a substantial amount of time to get the things going. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And even early days of the Rift, the because PJ and I still both have the original Rift headsets, the user friendliness comes into play because I would always have trouble. PJ seemed to have no trouble with his sensors. Mine would always give me crap, so I'd have to, you know, adjust them. And then you have to redo the Guardian. And back in those days, when you redid the Guardian, you had to go through, like, the initial setup of the whole headset all over again. I'm sure you've had to deal with that a million times. Many times, at least at least three times per week, we have something like this where we reset the guardian. You had to go through like the you know push this button on the controller, and then you had to go through the opening videos, and it was like a 30, 15, 30 minute procedure. I remember, and then finally yeah. now you can just redraw it and get back in the game. Like oh, this is screwing up. Like that took them long enough, and it was like wait, why am I happy they added this? Why am I not ha I'm mad that they didn't add it sooner? Because it took them a couple of years, and it was just like yeah, you know, we got to push these people, these Facebookers. <laughs> Yeah, it needs to become more user friendly. I think eventually, if the if the price point drops and uh, those devices become more uh, more easy to use, I think that we see uh, also we will we will have more users in the market. But I think these are the two biggest hurdles right now: um, the technical complexity and uh, preventing you know, VR still from reaching mass mainstream. Yeah. yeah, I'm really happy to hear you say like. You you view Hollow Switch as like a future thing. You're just keeping it going, but it, the focus is on that. Because even you know, 
whatever happens with VR and AR and if they merge or they stay separate type of thing, like I can see this product even like in AR, obviously like hello useful with like overlays and stuff like that. So I'm just glad to hear you're, you're planning on being around for a long time because this, again, I haven't tried it. I'm not just talking out of my butt, but I, I honestly, when we hang up, I'm going to go install this and just but, I'll but. have it from now on. So <laughs> uh, glad to hear. I'm glad to hear you'll you'll be you're planning on being around and continuing with the technology. Yeah. Now this is a. I mean, it should be clear to everyone who's uh, still entering the VMR you know, as a company and developing products there. This is something that uh, it, it will work in the long run, but you need to have uh, you need to have patience. And in a way, I'm also glad that those. Um, those those booming startups what we saw in like 2015 2016 that that this time is over now because the things that are developed now they are ah how can i say they are more sustainable <laughs> yes right. sustainable is the way <laughs> well we're at our hour is there before we end is there anything you'd like to share anyone listening uh sharing with anyone who's listening like uh final thoughts or future plans or anything like that yeah i can what i can share for, for the for the future is definitely the um, we we will be working very hardly on making the number one feature that our users requested uh, possible and which is having phone calls directly in vr i think this is the next logical step for uh, for Holoswitch. switch that um I mean, it makes sense to see like that you have a notification that something is coming, but you still need to put off the headset and to be able to make a phone call directly from VR is the next logical step for, for HoloSwitch. And yeah. for all the users out there, I'm, I'm really happy for, for all the positive feedback we receive. Um, and uh, I think one of the best stories we, we had last year was uh, someone who's uh, he's using a glucose monitor uh, oh, with yeah. Bluetooth. Oh. And getting the notifications from the Spookhost monitor on his smartphone, so it triggers notifications. And he wrote us like, due to Holoswitch, he can he can finally enjoy VR much longer because he's always aware of his uh, sugar levels in the blood. Um, that is amazing. And this is this is like the, the the use cases, the real use cases that that make us happy if we solve some real problems here. Yeah, it's when I hear something like that, like. That makes me more excited than like a new game that would like change my life just because, you know, I've been a gamer all my life. I know what games can do and how they can make you feel. And when you think about people that maybe can't enjoy them the same way, it's sad. Yeah. So when, when you guys figure that kind of stuff out, I just I just got goosebumps. So <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's nice because it opens up uh, different different possibilities. Yes. So fantastic. While we're talking about feedback um, and any links you sh send me, I'll put in the show notes and we'll share them. Is the best way to get you guys feedback through like Discord or is there a link we can send out or? Uh, the, the best way is definitely through through Discord directly. Okay. So um, for us, or at least in my career, this was also new to have uh, like like Discord as a main channel to interact with, with users. Um, but we saw because it's uh, in, in the games games world, VR world, they're using Discord. And I have to say, Discord worked out so, so well for us. Um, people have problems. They come directly to um, to our Discord channel. And usually we, we can help them 
very, very, very fast if they have trouble with, with setups, network setups or whatever. Awesome. Um, or if they have feature suggestions, um, just the direct, most direct way to get in contact with us is uh, you get also feedback from us uh, the, the fastest. So it's also our preferred way now of communicating with our user bases. And uh, as I said, like, thanks, thanks again for all the nice people out there who gave us this, this tremendous and nice feedback. That's awesome. Uh, and real quick, since one of your closing thoughts was taking phone calls while in VR. That's impressive. Yep. That is amazing because on, on my Xbox flat screen gaming, I recently just got a headset like six months ago that you can like get phone calls to while you're playing. And it's a life changer. <laughs> like it's it's so nice because especially when all games are online now or you're playing or you can't really pause them type of thing. And you, you know, I got to take this call and you can kind of do it while you're still going, or at least, you know, it, it's amazing. And to see you guys get that implemented in VR when like, that's, you know, how long has flat gaming been a thing? And it's just now that's been a thing for like maybe two years now. So to see mm -hmm. you guys get that that quickly is amazing. And I thank you for it. <laughs> there, there's still some, some tough nuts to crack still, but uh, sure. eventually we'll get there. Yes. But you're working on it. So that's, that's the main thing. Like, <laughs> yeah and usually there's always a way to to solve those things yeah awesome. kudos on being creative and getting around those challenges ah, that's that's uh the thing that gets me uh, going up every morning is like you uh, and at first every challenge seems seems very hard but eventually you figure you figure out a way to to crack this and this this process of inventing things to uh to solve real, real problems out there is, uh, is what, what keeps me going. It's, it's very motivating. And then especially, of course, if the people come back and they, they confirm that uh, you solved some, some of their problems. Glad You're to a quality hear. human, Andre. <laughs> You're a quality human. Being. <laughs> well, thanks for your time and chatting with us and sharing your product. Um, again, we'll share everything we can to help promote it and get the word out there but just on a personal level i thank you for it like it again it's something i've wanted since i got into vr and it's, it's just very strange that i haven't used it yet so i'm looking very much forward to it <laughs> yeah check it out yeah guys thanks thanks for having me it was was very nice chatting with you um and um as soon as you checked it out come to our discord channel and um uh, i would love to hear your feedback Sure. You will get some. <laughs> Good. <Cool. and> other. <laughs> cool, guys. Then uh, I, I guess for you, it's time now to, to start with breakfast or something like this. Uh, <laughs> nice brunch wouldn't hurt. For <laughs> me, it's more time to start with my Saturday beer now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because it's, uh, it's slowly getting evening now. You got to get to work and get get into some Half Life, huh? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm in the office. I'm thinking about it of uh, making some some more uh, technical testing, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wish you luck, and if you ever want to come back, we're here. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks. It was nice chatting with you. Yeah. Have a great yep. weekend. You too. See you. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Well, everyone, that was Andre from AAA Code.
working on the uh, app Holo Switch for VR, where you can get notifications, check the time, and soon see the, your entire phone screen in VR without missing anything. So very excited for that. Um, my main question was the record that capture the last 15 seconds, because that's having that on a flat screen game and not having it in VR has been painful. So I am yeah. so excited they're bringing that to us. So it's there's so many just, you know, dumb moments. That's what I live for. Like, yeah, if you play games with me, it's, you know, first person shooters or whatnot. I'm I have the most fun trying to pull off that stupid, crazy, dumb move that I'll die a whole bunch. And there's going to be some, you know, off in the background, you'll see me explode myself or something. <laughs> You're going to want to record that. I'm sure. Like you and I, uh, we we have more than filled up our online storage of Xbox video clips, and yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear Microsoft's bringing better functionality for like higher res and all that. But like the auto delete, the oldest one yes. or whatever, was the best thing because I'm like, I gotta go clear that crap out now. <laughs> we would There's so we many would of them. Stop a game session and. We'd spend the next like hour or two like cleaning that out so we could make more. <laughs> so it's silly and it's a waste of time, but it's so worth it when you catch the clips you want to. So I'm glad yeah. they're cleaning that up. But to get this stuff in VR this quick is is mind blowing to me. So it's it's good that somebody's kind of listening to the uh, to the needs of the community because when the more quality of life stuff happens over you know 20 years of you know regular console and pc gaming everyone sort of starts to expect that same yeah. quality when a new platform or something comes up you know when the new new xbox comes out and it loses a feature from an old one or they cut stuff people get mad so and you know people sort of switch to vr i'm like oh crap is there any way to do this or that or when we when we're recording videos for or the Demio game, and we just use the built-in, you know, quest recording. It cut off at some point because it just yeah. it didn't like blink up and say, you know, time like you know five minutes left. It just went, and we're like, oh hey, we missed half of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. Um, you you just start to expect that stuff. It's just nice to see somebody doing that. If they can, you know, if there are standards in the future where you you have one controllable feature like that, you have full control with all the options there talking about adding where it's just going to work the same across all games and everything on open vr that would just be nice because you don't have to set it up once you don't have to set yeah. up every headset you don't have to set up every game yeah that's like with gaming in general with all the things everyone's doing with cloud saves and cross play like it's been amazing so just yeah. having the same options like that's one thing i give kudos to microsoft to like I have many Xboxes in many rooms and with the, you know, mobile play now and everything like I, it's just really nice. You can just pick the room you want to play in and pick up right where you left off from somewhere else. It's just awesome. And then you'll get the eventual people like me that forget how awesome it became because then I'll, you know, go back from Xbox to PC and I'll, we were playing No Man's Sky last night. So I went into the. <laughs> xbox accessories app and try to you know do with the elite controller try to put on my no man's sky profile and it's like give us a second we're syncing your profiles and it takes like you know literally a second to go to 100 percent. i'm like <laughs> i'm like no no don't be an asshole <laughs> this is amazing yeah <laughs> so coming from 
back in our day, like you'd have to leave the Nintendo on while you're at school to come back and pick up where you left off and hope your mom oh my shut it off. <laughs> God, yes. Or somebody trip over the power cord mm-hmm. while you're while you're playing fucking Fantasy Star Online on a Dreamcast and it corrupts your <laughs> fucking save for two thousand hour character gone. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So Check out Hollow Switch, definitely. <laughs> if you, no, that's fine. Um, if you're in VR as much as we are, or just an hour here or there, like, it's got to be helpful. Just, again, to check the time, because time flies when you're immersed. So, <laughs> I think you just might have made up a new slogan. If you're in VR as much as we are, or you're only <laughs> playing for an hour here or there, it's like a radio commercial. That was awesome. <laughs> But yeah, tools are good. Quality of life is great. <laughs> yes. And I would say that for the alien overlords that may be listening, when you decide to murder half the planet or when Thanos gets to snap those fingers, make sure you save the Andre guy. He's, he is a quality <laughs> human. Pick somebody yeah. else to blow up. Keep him alive. Finish yeah. the work. But thanks everyone for listening and hanging out. We'll catch you next time. I am PJ. And I've tried to be Wookie. And this is our VR verdict.